Good afternoon, guys, for nearly evening. Well, good morning if you're listening in the morning. <laughs> Whatever time it is that you're listening. Uh, as I record this, it is the 15th of January 2020. Two years, two years? Two weeks of the year gone already. Wow. And what a year it's already been for me. I I cannot tell you. I want to apologize, first of all, for the lack of um podcast this week. I know I've recorded one on Thursday and I was keen to do one on the weekend but somehow it didn't happen maybe it was lack of inspiration I don't know I really don't know but I am back and I'm back with a bang um because I've learned a couple of things recently which are huge for me and I'll give you a few examples of the things that I've learned and how they helped me and how what well what the consequences are, I would think. Although, I would not like to say that because I think it's so easy if we say that to fall un, un, under the works and I've earned this, uh, you know, uh, doctrine, which I'm opposing. So I don't want to say that I've earned any of what I'm going to tell you just because I've learned something and I'm sticking to it, okay? So... I want to explain this, and I'm going to and I'm going to flag out what I mean. I got a little. I've got two verses that have been really key for me at the moment. One of them is when Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Abide in me, and I in you." And things like you know, we'll bear good fruit if we. Abide in him, we bear good fruit. And the other one is, delight yourself in God and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And those two things I've really learned these these few weeks. Um, I want to start with the abiding in Jesus thing. Because I think that is almost, it's an easier thing to share. So... I have been, I, I had, I'm going to say I had, I, I am not perfect. I can't tell you that I'm not going to fall. In fact, yesterday I didn't have a lot of time for God. But then again, I still made time whatever I could. But in the past, I was known as a bit of a Mr. Yo, Mrs. Yo-Yo. Like yo-yo dieting, I suppose. One minute I was completely demolishing the word of God and being in his presence all the time. The next um, day or week, I would be completely apathetic, not reading, not praying. Sometimes even going, oh yeah, whatever. And then I would wonder why I felt distant from God and why I didn't feel like my prayers were being answered and I didn't feel close to his presence and I would sometimes get a little bit like anti, not anti-God, but anti the disciplines of God. Well, God asked me this years ago, but I think I'm just now finally getting it in my heart because you know when you get something in your mind and you kind of understand it, but I think it sometimes takes a long time for it to go, like, it's a long distance, it seems, from head to heart, right? Quite a few years ago, I would like to think, ooh, three now, four, I can't remember. 
I had another blip with the Lord and when I came back he spoke to me about this verse and he said you know a vine a branch doesn't go in and out of the vine depending on how it feels depending on how much time it thinks it has the branch is connected to the vine period that is what it is by nature it's not like a plug you can unplug and replug in it's not like that although for many of us i guess that's a good example you know stay plugged into god and you'll 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 always be you know recharged and you'll be close to the source which is true but i think a, a plug can be unplugged whereas if you unplug a branch from a, from the from a wine from a wine from a vine let's face it that branch is dead whereas if you unplug a plug from the wall it can be plugged back in unless you cut the cable of course okay so so i think the vine and the branches will always be a better example than the plug and the electricity so so you know he said to me it's not like electricity it's not like you can choose to plug in or not to it's it's you're you'll feel you're you're only alive if you're staying in me and at that point I was like yeah that's true and I believe it and I thought yeah I'll do it but it took me a few more years and I did there was there were weeks and years months that I did really well and then something would throw me out of my routine and I would I would say shrivel up not that I would die or anything spiritually but obviously if you don't move towards God you start you don't stand still you your decisions, what you do, it will always take you either towards God or, or, or away from God. So anyway, so when I stopped seeking God actively, and you know what, sometimes we don't have much time, but as long as we spend even just five, ten minutes in his word or praying, you know, that is still better than nothing. You know, if if we have a, have a busy day, you know, hubby and I still at least try to have a meal together or just sit on the sofa for a while and chat. And it's the same with God, you know, any interaction is better than nothing. So yesterday I was working and then I had um, a meeting at six o'clock in the evening. And I got home at 7.30 and then we wanted to talk to our friend Saskia on Skype. And by the time, thankfully, I had some time in the morning to read the word. Uh, I think God wisely told me to get up a little bit earlier so I had time to get ready and, and spend time with him. Um, but also in the evening, I then spent some time in the Word, which helped me to then go to bed with, 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 with happy thoughts and with God-filled thoughts because what had happened in between wasn't always the best example of a Christian. There was something, There were some things that had really rubbed me up the wrong way and you know what it happens it still happens we're all human we're all on a journey but I think one thing I've learned is to recognize it quicker and ask Holy Spirit to help me and focus on God again and at least spend a little bit time before bed to so that you don't end the day on a on a on a fleshly grumpy note because if you end the day like that chances are the next day you're going to start like that but as it was, that didn't happen to me last night. Now today, you know what, as soon as I finish this, I'm actually going to 
spend some time in the word the presence because I need it and it's been it's been a bit of a crazy day but it's been a good day as well so so staying in the vine you know without him we can do nothing we can do nothing from like nothing that is meaningful in terms of God and eternity it's all it's only since I've really spent time with God every day that things have come into my mind like I want to be on the ministry team or I want to share a little evangelistic message about Jesus on my birthday party that kind of thing you know that would not I wouldn't you know let's be let's be honest if I wasn't in God I would just be looking forward to the party the food the drink and the company I wouldn't think oh I know what I'll do I'll share a bit about Jesus and what he's done in my life recently that's something that only the Holy Spirit can inspire and he'll only inspire that if you are plugged in again it doesn't mean you're perfect it doesn't mean you obey you know perfectly all the time but those thoughts they're not coming from you they're bubbling up because Holy Spirit's in you and so, you know, so I, he, he is the vine, we are the branches, and I, I love being a branch. And for a long time, I've been asking myself, where is, where is the fruit of my life? You know, where is the obvious fruit of, you know, am I sharing my life, my, my faith? And there are days where there are times when I do, but more often than not, I go throughout my day just kind of you know, doing my own thing. And that's a challenge. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm really consistently staying in God, then I will be more in tune and I'll be able to find those little moments where I can share my faith. And so that's where I want to go. So that's the number one that I wanted to share. You know, Jesus is saying, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and I in you and you will bear good fruit. And if we abide in him, we experience his love. And if our word, if, if his words abide in, in in us, then again, that's that's, you know, that will help us bear the fruit. Now to part two. And the verse that I felt that goes with that is: delight yourself also in God, and He will give you the desires of your heart. There's a couple of things with that. Um. Number one, it's not necessarily your desires. Well, it is, but it's a consequence. It's not like, how can I explain this? It's not like God's just saying, I'll give you what you want because you're hanging out with me and, 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 and you know, you're close to me. But more like, if you delight yourself in God, God's going to give you the desires that, you have because they come from him if that makes sense so because you delight in God and you delight in the things that that he wants and so that's where the the desires then your desires change and they are the desires that are being given to you like I want to serve this person or I want to give you know I had a burning heart to give to some relief charity in Australia because of the fires and God enabled me to do that and also helped me to gain even more donations just by Facebook doing some fundraisers and uh, you know just that kind of thing 
that's the number one thing you know it's not your desires it's like oh yeah great if I hang out with God more I get a job a better job no actually you your desires change and it might be that God desires a better job for you yes but that's not you know that's just because he knows best for you um secondly and this is where what I mentioned earlier um because I mentioned that I've been spending more time with God recently um, with the hobby and plugged in being like the the branch and the vine, I want you to know that what I'm going to share in a little while, what God's been doing in me, it is not as a reward because that would mean that I worked for it. Now, remember that Roman says something like, you know, the Bible says that we've been saved by faith and everything that God gives is is a gift it's by faith by grace through faith not by anything that we've done so it's not like you can earn god's blessings by spending more time in the world and more time you know praying and being in his presence it is a direct it's more you're in the right place at the right time you're walking with god doesn't mean your life is like super easy uh i've had a bit of a tough day this morning but it means that you experience more of God's goodness because you're tuned into his voice and you're following him. And at the same, at that point, your your desires change, the desires are being fulfilled. And, and again, you're more grateful because you're tuned into God. And so when you're grateful, you see more good things come in your way, not because necessarily God's like, oh, look how grateful she is, I'm going to give her more. But we just see the tiniest things, the little things. You know, I could give you an example. We're going to have a chippy tonight for tea for before my birthday. Um, and just the simple little things like having a chippy with my hubby, having my friend Saskia on Skype and just celebrating all the good things that God's done for us. That's a little thing, but it's a big thing because you you magnify the, the little things that God has done because they are, they're big things. They, are, they, they mean a lot. So in regards to desires that he's fulfilled recently, now again, I, I don't, I'm not, this is not something that I'm taking lightly. And I'm also kind of thinking how much do I share because, you know, there are still some desires I do have and life isn't always like, oh yeah, he's going to give all you want. It's not going to be like that. And some of those stories some of those desires that I've had for years, they're just, they're coming true now. So God's got his own timing. So you may have desire and their desire may be godly, but guess what? You still got a bit of a wait because God's got the right timing. I've been wanting to serve in church before I even went to this church. I, in the previous church, I wanted to be a worship. Uh, I wanted to do some ministry. I was really keen and I was really gifted. I think I'm gifted because it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit giving me those gifts. I've always loved prophecy and prayer, and that's a good thing. But what God's revealed to me recently is he, it was his timing, because let's face it, until recently my, my character was a bit wobbly, right? And I'm being completely honest here, you know. Um, I, did a, I did a bit of a, a course quite a few years ago where they were saying that what you want is a church member who has a low risk and a high anointing. You don't want someone who, yeah, they're gifted, but 
their character is wobbly and they might you know mess they might they might mess up more often or or have you know again character flaws and you know what guys my my temper wasn't right for the longest time and I did hold grudges not necessarily for people in church I love my people in church but you know with people around us with friends with family and I would justify it you know um there were things in my character and 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 and, and even just what I said what I said earlier about kind of going in and out of God's presence and seeking him just because I don't know I got excuses or or all things a little things kick me out routine and I chose not to go back in all these things can be you know they're a sign of immaturity and let's face it you know unless people see a level of maturity in you if you can't control your own character and in a way your anger your frustration what you say your habits if you can't control that you know the bible does say if you're not faithful in the little things god's not going to give you bigger things if you can't sort your own life out how are you going to be a genuine authentic person who can serve somebody else and so I think some of those desires are coming true because I think God is maturing me. So anything like I feel I'm getting more favour in work, I'm getting more more things that I can do and and um things that aren't even in my normal role that I'm suddenly being asked to do because I've had a track record of um being good at like meeting minutes or you know uh, I've been being filmed yesterday for a project because they like the fact that I'm you know good at public speaking and I can share my story quite well again the gifts may have always been there but I think because I've been really maturing in God they now come to the forefront because they they know now and you know what like I'm still human like I said to you before like I love listening to some Christian radio station and sometimes I'm like, oh, are they going to shout me out? Are they going to shout me out? Please, please, please. And it's like a little kid. So I still like to get the attention. But you know what? I'm recognising it and it's not like it's not like I would be taking the glory now for anything God would. Well, I hope I wouldn't, but I, I'm I'm less likely to anyway. Um, take the glory for something that God has done through me. Um, whereas maybe in the past, even if you'd hear, hear me say in the past, oh yeah, that was all God, I, secretly I would still be puffed up, let's face it. Okay, so um, I think, you know, that's why God's timing is crucial. Um, so the desire might be there and the desire might be the right thing and you you know but it's just there are there are factors that may may delay it sometimes so and um i don't want to share too much because some of those things are very much in beginning stages so i don't want to tell you exactly what desires have been coming true but i genuinely feel a favor on mine and my hubby's life that i haven't experienced before and Again, I think it is because at last, at very last, I was a bit of a slow learner, I'll be honest. 
I've been, it'll be 15 years that I'm a Christian this year. And I think I genuinely feel like I've been growing in my faith in human years. I think I'm finally becoming a, a responsible adult at like 15, 16 years in my spiritual life. Um, Yeah, that's just me being honest. And, you know, so I think that is where, where the key is and again you know I'm still I've still got quite a while to, I've got a while to go I had a full-blown tantrum in Costa yesterday not, not screaming and shouting but I was I was ranting and raving and and I, I had a right to rant and rave but there were a few things that I said that if Jesus was standing there let's face it I wouldn't have said that so you know again I am not perfect I, I want to reiterate that because I feel like it can be so easy to kind of seem like I'm blowing my own trumpet because, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm maturing, I get this and I'm getting that and I'm in, involved in this and I'm involved in that. Absolutely not. It's a privilege to do and it's something, a lot of those things that are starting to come through. Do you know the way I see it is like spring is about to start so you get the little tiny crocuses. Is that how you say it? You know, crocus plants and little daffodil, tiny little things peeking through the the ground they're not even full-blown little flowers yet so I don't even want to touch them by bragging not not bragging I wouldn't brag anyway but by talking about them excessively because I feel like oh I don't want to trample them but you know many of those things that are kind of coming out now slowly but surely is something that I've been praying for for years and I mean years I'm not exaggerating you know, work as a whole, getting a job and actually progressing in a job is something that I've never experienced, though I've prayed for it for years. Um, Serving at church is something that I've been wanting to do for years. And maybe it looks like, hopefully it looks like I'm about to find my place in serving. Um, and I think something else that I had to stop doing and, and, and unlearn is comparing myself to other people because there were times when I think I'll be really again I'll be really being really honest there were times when I thought goodness this person has been in church less in this church like for a shorter time than me and they're already doing the worship or they're already doing this they're already doing that and I compared myself and then I felt I, I allowed that that lie of feeling inferior to kind of permeate my my thinking and I thought maybe is it because I'm blind do they not trust me because I can't see and then I would have wished myself to have another life now again I'm not saying God won't heal me at some point but I think we all have a part in a part to play in God's kingdom even if we are you know and we're equally important but the danger of um comparing myself um, comparison is the enemy of joy and and you you know God's not wanting you to be a carbon copy of anyone and so that's something else I had to learn like stop comparing yourself you know just just be yourself so there's a lot of things that I learned before I could see those itty bitty little tiny um, sprouts come through the spiritual soil I hope that makes sense but all I can say, um, you know what, success or, 
your journey rather I don't want to call it success because that's a bit of a, a businessy you know um way of saying it but this is not success this is more a spiritual journey your journey isn't an a line it's not a straight line it's very much a squiggly wriggly up and down spirally uh line whatever you call it um but the trend was right and the thing that got revealed to me you know recently because I've been known to be quite hard on myself the thing that God's revealed to me as well is God knows my heart you know when in the Bible when Samuel is presented with all the with the 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 sons of Jesse and he looks at the oldest and he goes ah that's the king surely that is him and then God's saying uh-uh actually you know men you look at the out the appearance and the stature I am looking at the heart and the person who's most unlikely in the world's eyes or in man's eyes is the one that God shows as king and I think I think um God really spoke to me recently and that is so reassuring he's like you know what yeah you are wobbly but I've known your heart all along and and I think God wants to say this to you at the end before I finish I want you to know that God knows your heart that the one who knows you best he knows you better than he knows than you know yourself and that can be quite a bit of it could be a sobering thought because you know you could easily think oh flip if he knows me he knows what I thought yesterday he knows how much I ate the day before he knows how much I drank last last Christmas or last weekend he knows the way I treated this person he knows the way I want to treat that person blah 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 you know what that can be quite sobering but there's more to it the one who knows you most knows you best loves you the most and he sees your heart so like even if you are stumbling and wobbling and nearly falling over and detouring and going left and right and everywhere if your heart is right if your heart is to you generally you know most of the time even if your heart wants to please god he sees that he he looks at the motives um and that's important that is that is key and that can be quite comforting if you feel like oh i've been absolutely rubbish as a christian i've not been sharing my faith i've been quite rubbish with you know forgiving or being patient or whatever you're not alone like i've been listening a lot to you know ucb too and they said things like you know what the bible is full of real people that really goofed up and so if, if if those things are in the bible i think we can be quite comforted by the fact that we are definitely not the first people in god's kingdom that are mucking up we are all human but he knows our motive and i think he knows our heart and that's why he's helping us and stay studying us stabilizing us and challenging us and stretching us and and helping us to get ever closer to him and that's the best thing that's the most important thing and i hope that's comforting you as well so father in the at the end of this podcast i lift my 
eyes to you. I lift my heart to you. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And I really pray for all of us, for me and the people listening, if it's whether it's one person, two people, or ten people or more, whether, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are listening, I want to thank you for them. And I ask you that you'd help all of us to remember that we are your branches and that we can, not just can, but need to be plugged into you every day that we can bear good fruit and help us to delight ourselves in you because as we do and we conform to you more and more, you will give us the desires of our hearts. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that you have literally the best plan for us because you know us best, you love us the most and you have the best plan for us. Everything we could fathom out and, and, and devise are just second best plans. At, at best, the second best. Your plans are the best for us because you said to us that you know the plans you have for us. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And I pray for all of us that we will realise the hope and that future with you. Because without you, we can do nothing. But with you, there's nothing we can't do. Nothing is impossible. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Have a good one, guys. I have a really busy weekend coming up. So let's face it, I don't think I will be. Unless I might some think of something on Sunday. I don't think I'll be recording anything tomorrow, Friday or Saturday. Um, but I will be back sure you know soon certainly because i'm enjoying this and um if you have any comments feel free to send me an audio message i i need to figure out how to copy links into the description i really do i'm rubbish at this i know but do feel free to um audio message me my email address still is ines that's i-n-e-s the number four christ with a capital C, of course, at gmail.com. Feel free to message me, email me. I'm also on Facebook under Enos Higgins. The photo should be the same, or similar at least, to the one that's on here. Or you can look at my page called Clothed in His Beauty and Strength. You should be able to see me by the sea as a profile picture, and I think there's something as a cover photo I think it's um ah what was it um I don't even know my friend made it and I even asked her to make it and I can't remember what it is because I can't see but you will see me by the sea as a proper picture so just you know message me on there or post on on the on the page whatever you want to do and thank you so much for listening god bless you all and I'll speak to you soon